0: Brian Horvath here and I'm super excited about this interview this on purpose podcast I had recently with Latanya Scott Latanya is a Montessori trained educator who is fired up about her purpose Matter of fact Latanya knows her purpose is living it out and loving it I met Latanya multiple years ago probably two or three years ago at a church group called you are created for good works where folks were there to go through um, steps to hear God calling, get the right job and maximize their career when they were in career transition. And I met Latanya as somebody that was doing life in a way that wasn't bringing her the utmost joy. She really wasn't executing and living out and loving her purpose. Well, What you're going to hear from this podcast is how LaTanya took the first steps to get what she needed to take care of herself, to get equipped, to get educated, to get encouraged, to get ready, to take the steps that God was calling for her. What you're going to hear in this podcast is how she allowed faith to overcome her fear, how she partnered with an entrepreneurial husband and really started taking steps, even with two kids, in a direction to fulfill her calling. Yes, her career, but even more importantly, her calling. She's overcome the resistance, she's overcome even things like racism and um, inequality and stupid stuff like that that happens to exist in this world to still move ahead, to still take on her dreams, her goals, despite the challenges, and she's bringing people with her. You're going to be really excited about hearing how she went from someone trying to figure out her calling to actually someone that's taking steps of faith to overcome fear, to overcome doubt or worry, to go seek to serve those who need what most what she does best. You're gonna love hearing from Latanya as I interview her here on this On Purpose podcast. She really does know, live and love her purpose. And I think after hearing it, you'll be on the road to doing the same. Latanya, so glad that you're here. Um, excited to share with folks about how you have been on quite a journey. And uh, part of that journey was um, us connecting um, a while back, a couple years back. And i love to hear from you. I got my story. We'd love to hear from you how we met and uh, what was, you know, the reason for that meeting because we met in a, in a group, right?
1: Yes, um so we met for Creative for Good Works, the um small group, I guess would you would say like a breakout session um from Grace Family. Right. And that was awesome. That was um I think maybe like 4 years ago now. Oh, whoa. What? <laughs> I think, I think it's been four years ago now. Um, And um, I was sitting at church service one day and during that church service, they were discussing joining a group. And um, I had just recently come back to the fold, coming back to church. And um, my husband and I stumbled on grace. Um, Not even, we didn't stumble actually. We were were invited. <laughs> okay and good. The first kind of volunteered that we needed to come and so <laughs> we did and it's like that fell huh? in love. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and quickly fell in love honestly um, the both of us were looking for um, a church home and to 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 strengthen our marriage to come back to God because both of us really had straight and okay. so um, the first thing that we did besides coming to church service, was actually having our son um, blessed. We had his blessing ceremony and that really was what pulled us in. But we were sitting at church one day and they were like, join a small group. And the whole time I'm, I'm like, no way. <laughs> I am not joining any small groups. I don't want to do that. I just got here. <laughs> um, right. I don't yeah. know what this is about, and um, but I was so miserable in my workspace. Hmm. miserable. And um, I also was having some, some like personal issues with what I later learned was postpartum and I needed to do something for myself. And so me coming to creative for good works was a way for me to do something for myself. And that was really, it really wasn't about being miserable at work. That was like a secondary kind of symptom, if you will, of, of, of my emotional well-being was not well. And right, right. I think that the initial symptom that drove me to wanting to join that particular group was needing to do something for myself. So I joined the course and I was terrified <laughs> um, just because it was something out of my normal box. Um, but also because I didn't feel like I was religious enough. I wasn't mm. godly to be around other people in and, and, and this church group, right? So I was like very nervous about that. Um, and it also was late. The time of day was late. And um, <laughs> I was a newer mom, and me getting away from the house was an issue. Mm. And then coming at bedtime was hard. Because I felt selfish, I felt um, an, a, a pretty significant amount of guilt, not being home at bedtime to be a part of the bedtime routine. Sure. but I had to tell myself that I needed to do something for myself. All I was doing was taking care of other people, but not taking care of myself. And so this was that was really how I ended up at at um, the small group created for Good Works, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful.
0: Oh my gosh. I think it's fantastic. It's neat. I even know um, some of that. And so I'm glad I put the little, the question out there. Um, <laughs> for those who are listening, I just thought this would be like a softball question just to kind of get us um, chatting, but what, there's a lot of lessons and uh, uh, wisdom in what you just shared. And I really appreciate you being transparent enough and authentic enough to share that. I think that's going to bless some people that are listening.
1: Yeah, because we, mothers really struggle with guilt. And mm-hmm. really struggle with how to balance um, being a mom and then being you. Um, and I definitely have, over the years, watched other friends have babies and always adamantly Vietnamese uh, Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> I just refuse me? to lose. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> I refuse to lose myself, and I did. I lost myself, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I needed to find me again and this was the the start and that's kind of interesting as a <laughs> reflection point this really was my start to finding wow. myself it oh my was. gosh
0: well i think it's awesome i mean the the course that uh, for those that are listening to you are created for good works is a seven week uh, course seven eight week course put together from a, a workbook called uh, you are created for good works and basically helping people to understand that they're made in God's image as his masterpiece created for good works in advance um, that they would walk in them. And so I love how you said that. It's kind of a great, you know, in many respects, a starting point or a foundation point for you to continue to walk out the journey we're going to talk about today, which is so exciting. So um am glad you're glad you're sharing today.
1: Well, you uh, also asked me if yeah. what was, um, one of my favorite things about oh, yeah. the course. Yeah. And I was going to say, and I know that you're going to know that this is my very teacher response, but I love the workbook. <laughs> I really, really liked the workbook. Good. <laughs> um, I, I like um, the framework that it created. Um, I really like structure, and it worked <laughs> <Yes>. for me.
0: <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it because I actually was talking to my wife about that today or yesterday. Something about just I, I, I love steps and frameworks because I got a lot of ideas, but it helps me harness and focus and mm. um, just have a even a confidence knowing that I'm walking out a journey, that it's it's not um, abstract or happenstance. It's actually on purpose, on pace, and you yeah. kind of can mm-hmm. check off a box, right, like in a good yeah. way that you know you're on the right I track. Liked- yeah, me too. I think that's why we get along so well too. So we have that same found, uh, enjoyment out of that. So that's good. So um, great. So I think you answered a couple of the questions I put together in a row here um, and, and really what prompted you to enroll. How did you overcome the fear of sitting in there with people you didn't know in a new environment and be able to come to the place where we are today of being excited about what you gather, what you learned and what you're doing? How did you overcome the fear? Yeah. Um, or, or trepidation to, maybe, or yeah, go ahead.
1: You just have to put one foot in front of the other, right? Like mm. I put my big girl panties on and I <laughs> went to class, uh, despite yeah. anything that I was kind of self sabotaging. I was just like, you know what, just go, <laughs> you know? And everybody yeah. was very warm, very pleasant and very transparent. And that I think was the best, best part because I knew that it was okay to be myself in that space. It it was a safe mm. space to be. It was definitely a safe space to be. And to be honest, like um your approach to like life and every time I had a conversation or just you um breaking the ice um was really wonderful like just being laid back and silly but fun and, and normal, you know. <laughs> that was great
0: yeah i mean i think I'm, we're all going through a journey right and so um i'm learning how to have more fun and be more laid back as the days go especially with two <laughs> little kids so um yes good <laughs> thank you for the compliment i receive it um when you were getting into the group environment and conversation with tanya because obviously we're here to really talk about like a little teaser is that you're working on something big and you're working on something impactful and something exciting not just for you of course um, but for others, and I really can't wait to talk about that here in a couple, couple minutes, but what were you hoping to gain? Like, so here you are, you're going, all right, I'm trying out church. I'm trying out a new church. I'm trying out a new class I'm trying out a group. I mean, there were so many new things at one time. Um, what did you hope, what, what was the one big nugget or takeaway you were looking to get out of being there?
1: I remember because I wrote it in my book, my workbook, okay. I remember writing, um, that I was trying to figure out if the current um career path that I was on, if this was my forever, was this my calling, or is this just a career? I believe was the correct ver verbiage behind it. And in the end, I figured out that being an educator, um, because I've kind of even shifted my use of words, like I, I feel like. The, the language around things also kind of can empower you or deflate you. And hmm. the things that I always have felt was that um, I, I really was calling myself teacher. And um, I felt like that was very, how do you say it, restrictive? um yes that of her saying educator you know and so now i've switched from just being teacher because i've always as i say didn't want to be a teacher minion my whole life and <laughs> that's great <laughs> uh, because you know you kind of just do as you're told you're not actually being um right. in the moment um even in 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 my space my educational space of montessori i felt still very restricted and um so i've I've switched from saying "teacher to saying educator" because that I think is more applicable across whatever setting I choose to work in or serve in yeah I've been yeah. doing that I've been doing that a lot lately um that i I also took away from the classes, you know how can I be of service and I think that um being an educator can apply no matter where you are no matter if yes. i go and 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 do a training at a um at at a business facility you know at a bank i can do a training at a bank but that's still an educator and i think that that has really been great but i was looking for back to what you were asking me i was looking for is this my calling or is this just a career and i end up walking away saying you know really this is genuinely my calling um but it's where I fulfill that calling is what I needed to shift.
0: Oh my gosh. That is like gold. I remember you, it's cool. Uh, as soon as you said, I wrote it down, it just dawned on me that I remember you asking, like, can someone's calling change? Right. Mm-hmm. Remember, you remember asking that question? And that was a good introspective question for the whole group, let alone yourself, but because you had the um, courage to share that. Because, you know, some people, especially guys, I will say, and women too, but we're like, if we don't know like what we're doing, um, that's why we don't ask for directions, you know, because if we don't know where we're going, what we're doing, that's kind of, that brings a guilt or shame or, you know, we kind of condemn ourselves back to that language piece. And I talk a lot about, to folks about, in, um, you know, the, the resistance, there's internal resistance, so our words, what we think about ourselves, you know, how we emotionally, are we healthy, Mentally, are we healthy? And then there's also the external We're going to effects, external resistance. Either someone doesn't like us or just the way the world is and it's broken that it is and just messed up that it is, you know, mm. but we can more control the internal. And of course, it's not at mm. a snap of a finger, but over time, and you are doing that. And so again, another teaser about what we'll talk about and how you're taking new roots and new foundations and growing out of those as opposed to maybe some of the stuff of the past that you decided to leave behind. Right. Um, OK. I think it's great. So I love the educator piece. And I think I've had to struggle with that, too, a little bit over the time is that we're not just, you know, and we see a, a, a bigger environment, as you mentioned. So good stuff. Well, wow, you're firing me up. So mm-hmm. um, how did how did it relate? You know, so you're married and you have um, one child or two. Remind me.
1: I have two little boys.
0: That's what I thought. Okay. I thought you had two. And, and I thought they're boys I just didn't want to have to do some editing later. So okay, what <laughs> let you answer. <laughs> but um, how is it with the family? Because some of the that shift you're going through, not only being a new mom, but then career, there's a lot of big mountains you decided to tackle somewhat in, uh, at once. How does that all go in relation? Because your husband's also an entrepreneur as well, right? <laughs>
1: Yes, my husband is a serial entrepreneur.
0: (laughs) Yes, and we're not talking about Cap'n Crunch. Um, Um,
1: He insisted. um, He's been insisting for years that I leave Mm -hmm. um, my place of employment, but I could not. I Physically, mentally, it was such a big deal for me. Um, Crazy fact, I have had a job since I was 13 years old. Okay, so
0: not afraid um, of work,
1: right? And so, because of that, um, my coming ups, my upbringing, Mm -hmm. I should say, um, I um hail from a single parent household, okay, um, of amazingly strong black women, um, who have taught me how to walk through life, and um how to walk through life as a black woman in particular. And so I needed to always have a job. And so I couldn't leave my work because it was the stability. Um, And because my husband is an entrepreneur, it was me keeping the job was kind of um, a catch 22 because um, on one hand, me keeping the job provided the stability, but I also felt on the other hand, me keeping the job allowed him allowed me to support him in his entrepreneurship because I knew that I would every two weeks have a check Mm -hmm. I had insurance I had all of the things that that others tell us that we should have you know I had retirement I have the the um uh will I have the life insurance and all of those things were tied up into this work and I felt that I couldn't leave so Hmm. even though he was very supportive of me leaving i didn't Mm -hmm. feel like there was enough support in place for me to feel comfortable to leave and as one of your questions you asked me you know what was it that was kind of the final push and what what we did was is um when i first met my husband i um we were dating but i bought a home as a single person okay and when we when we when we were married, we moved into the home that I had purchased prior to the marriage. And um I bought when the market was like dirt cheap, had fallen, and, and I was in a space where I could buy. So I purchased a home. It was a tiny little bitty thing. <laughs> and I was unhappy even in that space. It wasn't enough space because, you know, when I first met him, it was myself and my cat. Yeah, <laughs> and right. so three bedroom house is fine for yourself and a cat. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but then when it becomes yourself your cat his dog and you that's a you know a little tighter and then uh, one baby comes along and then two babies comes along and I, we were bursting at the scene so a part of the transition was the market is wonderful right now for sellers and right. so I sold my, I sold my home um that was hard for me because mm. I wanted to keep it Um, I wanted to keep it for some really cultural reasons. Um, Part of my upbringing um, with my single mom was that you need to be able to take care of yourself. And so um, I wanted to keep the house as a means of falling back if this marriage doesn't work because I also don't know what marriage looks like and how to do it. So that was a fear of mine. But I leaned in to God and I just said, tell me what to do. And um, one day my husband's in my ear telling me one thing and then God's talking to me too. And I said, fine, sell it. <laughs> fine,
0: just like that, it. huh?
1: Yes, and he, my husband's like, are you serious? I said, yes, sell it, let's sell it, I'm done. I don't wanna talk about it anymore because then <laughs> I would change my mind. <laughs> so we sold my house. And okay. we were able to um, get a larger home, which I am so happy to have because we needed it um I, during the quarantine. I was teaching out of my garage mm-hmm. um it was terrible <laughs> but like I had really to make terrible it work. or just terrible <laughs> just, just terrible okay, okay. <laughs> um but you know, I had two little children who were also quarantined with me, and yeah. I was responsible for the education of other people's children and so in order to keep my children entertained and safe i taught in the garage while they played so Mm -hmm. that was the best Mm -hmm. thing that i can come up with but had we had a larger home i would have a space for that and i didn't have a space of my own because it was all consumed family um we sold our home and as a result of selling the home and some push from god i think too um there were some negative things that in our broken world as you say i think that was the perfect way to describe what's happening (sighs) Um, the broken world, um, I was already experiencing some, some, all my life, I've experienced some difficulty, um, around race and race relations, but I kind of just suppress those things because I have to live, I have to go to work every day and I can't allow someone saying something that hurts my feelings to be the reason why I don't, I can't feed my family. So, but last year was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Okay. (laughs) Um, and all of the pieces just fell into place. And I really contribute that to me finally saying, I hear you, God. Like it is time. And it's time to let go and trust that you've sent me this man who mm. has been encouraging me, who will break his back so that I don't have to worry about where the money is gonna come from. And then you allowed me to sell my home and have a cushion enough to replace my salary. Now I'm trying desperately to not spend every, you know, spend it like I'm going to make another check next week because I'm not. Right. Not <laughs> but, yet. But, right. But I am perfectly able to pay the things that need to be paid, like private school for my children All or right. a, private school for one of them and daycare for the other. Um, I'm still able to pay for those things and the car notes and the, you know, the, the meals and my husband pays things to, and we we're able to do that, I had to to trust God who said, I've sent you a man who's here to support you, but trust, lean on him. Then he also, God, God, when I say he, I mean God, God mm-hmm. also said, and now you have some money that you don't have to worry because you can't take it with you when you die. <laughs> so
0: Wait, let me write that down
1: if you use it now it'll come back to you because you know part of part of my resistance to leaving was i had actually sold the home before we uh, before i resigned okay. but i decided um but but i decided that i wanted that money to be earmarked for the purchase of the of a new home but that just really wasn't what needed to happen with that money i really got i really don't believe and now I, he got showing me that wasn't what that was for. It wasn't for the purchase of a new home. It was so that you can relax and do what I'm telling you to do mm-hmm. in comfort and, and oh, wow. not be afraid. Cause I'm, at some point we'll, we'll get back to having a nice little amount of money for a down payment. But right now this is supposed to be so that I can do this.
0: This is amazing. I I think I said that because remember when I texted you and said, Hey, you want to, I don't know, we caught up on something. And I said, Oh, we just, you sold our home. And you're like, we did too. (laughs) You know? And so there was just some lines there, but I think my wife and I are the same in a similar journey. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. She's had, she um, bought a home first, and then she met me and I met her and then we got married and then we sold her home. So just, just Mm -hmm. like you're saying, and and so on and so forth. There's a lot of similarities here. So you're really, you know, ministering to me here, too. So very cool. Very cool stuff. And because um, your husband's not always an angel, right? Nor are you and nor am I, nor is my wife. But yet mm. God did put us together for a purpose and for a reason. And if we could just hold on and trust and see it through, despite the difficulties, um, he's got something bigger and greater on the other side that we never wish, dream, hope, or imagine. I mean, his word says so. So mm-hmm. let's hold on to that promise. I think that's what you're doing. That is what you're doing. You're telling me, and, that, and right?
1: believe it, and believing. Yeah, absolutely, and believing that that it's okay. But my husband is is not religious either. But he's always like, God will make it happen for us. God will make it happen for us. And I'm just like, mm, mm, you know, this whole time I'm like, I don't know about that. But you still have to do some work. You still, have, you know. <laughs> But he's just, yes. he's always been of that. He's always been of that, you know, just relax. God will make sure you're taken care of. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm having to learn how to relax.
0: <laughs> okay. Man, you gotta, I gotta meet your husband. You gotta meet my wife. So, and by the way, your husband has a name, right? What yes, is he his, does, name? his
1: name is Gerald. <laughs>
0: okay, Gerald. Okay. All right, Gerald. Good job, man. You know, encouraging your wife, so. Well, good stuff. I think, um, again, this dovetails right into what we want to chat about next. I mean, you're overcoming the obstacles by not having all the answers, right, Latanya, but by having faith.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: 100%. And, yeah, I think uh, what I'm hearing you say, and I'm trying to encourage myself and then my wife, too, um, is that let's just win today. Let's win today. And then tomorrow, there's, the Bible says there's enough worries about tomorrow. Let's just worry, focus on If we are going to worry at all, worry about today. That's not mm. what's well, down the road. So that old saying, seize the day, carpe diem, let's, let's win today. And then mm. we'll see what tomorrow brings when we get to it. And I think that's mm. what you're doing. So good stuff. Now, you, you told me a little bit about, um, you know, your crossroads journey. I mean, that's where you were at. You're at a crossroads going, which way do I go? And uh, another scripture says, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths and so you can walk in them. Right. And so here you are just Checking in with God, you know, um, having, considering him, which is so funny Mm. for us to say, but (laughs) conversing (laughs) with him and considering him and conversing with him and then then going the way he wants you to go through this crossroads. What, tell me, before we get into the school that you're Mm. launching, what is Montessori? Explain that concept, explain that idea, explain what you've done in the past and where you're going uh, next. Okay. What is Montessori?
1: so Montessori is um, a a philosophy of educating um, yeah. that is centered around children and um, is centered around what children need and their development. So Dr. Montessori, I think Montessori is like a hundred and we were just celebrating her. We we, they, we still celebrate or commes- commemorate her birthday every year at school with a special birthday walk, <laughs> um, but. Um, uh it's is definitely a 100 plus years old um she was and her philosophy but she was an italian doctor um she was a scientist and among some of the first uh, um one of the first women um doctors and um mm. she studied children and montessori philosophy um she actually started her first school Casse dam de, case dei bambini um, that it not means she, the children, <laughs> which means the children's house. Okay. And the children that were there were the special children, um, ch- children that it, at this time in the, in 2021, we would say they had diagnosed problems, right? Okay. They had some type of diagnoses. They were special needs children okay. they, or they were orphans. Um, and that was her, her first examination of children. So in our classrooms, they are multi-aged so um um, they do them in threes um as planes of development so three ages in one classroom and it starts all the way at infant and toddlers um i am not trained as an infant toddler but it starts at infant toddler and then it goes to three to six year olds which we call um, the children's house Um, some people call it primary um okay. in like regular public school land, it's preschool <laughs> um but um there are three year olds four year olds five year olds and six year olds so like children who are six are really five, and when they leave us they're they're six okay, gotcha and then um the next grouping is um six to nine year olds so first second, and third graders and then the next grouping would be um upper elementary we call it upper elementary that's fourth fifth and sixth graders and then the finally um, it actually goes There's schools all the way to high school I had but, no idea um,
0: I didn't mm-hmm, know that but, okay yes cool. but down
1: here in, and, and um, in Florida um, it stops because there aren't any established high schools but it does stop in what we consider to be secondary one and secondary two which is middle school okay and All of those ages are grouped together specifically so that you have children that are coming in that are new and you have leaders and you keep them for three years. So one teacher keeps that group of children for three years and they stay with us. We teach them everything. Um, Our curriculum is based on hands-on materials Mm -hmm. and um, uh, our subject areas are just like other schools but actually a lot broader and a lot deeper so we have you know math and science and reading and writing and spelling and um we also teach in the science areas we specifically have zoology and botany that we teach children and they learn zoology and botany from itty bitty little ones they do geometry which is all hands-on tactile materials um and then they also do geography history and um we don't call it social studies. It's just all history, okay. um, but essentially the same thing, but we also do geography. And so our kiddos learn all kinds of stuff. Um, I'll call a small lesson. They come, I'll call the first graders or if a child, for example, is in third grade and they need some skills that they maybe hadn't mastered from first grade, I may call them as well. Mm. And it is a cooperative learning um, in like regular traditional sense, project-based type learning. And like so
0: I pull out the
1: material, mm-hmm. I teach them something and then they apply it. And when they're in um, another curriculum area and we consider it a curriculum area is called practical life. And we teach practical life skills um, like shoe tying or buttoning or um, ladling, which all of these things strengthen hands. Um, They're they're very... um tactile so it helps with writing and dexterity. Montessori is incredible. There is very little that you can't do or very little that isn't covered in Montessori curriculum. It's very when, little. When do they eat? <laughs> they eat? They they have snack time. They prepare their okay. own snack because that's practical <laughs> life.
0: <are>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: And they eat lunch at normal, you know, lunchtime with like <laughs> other kiddos. They have P.E. and Spanish and art and all of those okay. amazing things.
0: Awesome. <laughs> okay, good. Just checking, just making sure there's eating involved.
1: Yeah, um, we definitely feed them. They definitely socialize.
0: Yeah. I, 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 well, I love the group aspect. I mean, it's not one of the criticisms of, you know, not that we're here to criticize the school system per se or anything like that, but just remember, like, everyone works by themselves. There's no collaboration. That's just not real mm-hmm. life, man. And, and nor should it be, you know
1: and if you're if you're if you're if you're more excelled in one thing or another you should have the flexibility to ebb and flow with those things because that's mm-hmm. what happens in real life in and, and when you're in school you have to learn trigonometry for example but mm-hmm. unless you're doing something calculating the trajectory of something later in life as a choice as a given career then you don't need that information per se so why not allow the opportunity for children to to get really good at what they're really good at and to work on what they're not really good at.
0: Yeah. I think too, uh, I was talking to my son, Grayson, the other day, just about, you know, at school, like, Hey, you know, he thinks math and reading um, is boring. That's because he's really Mm. good at it. Um, You know, he, so he's kind of bored with he's in first grade with the age I go, but gee, Mm. you got to seek to serve people, help Mm. the other kids out, encourage them, be there for him i mean to you know within the mm-hmm. the parameters that he's given and all that but mm-hmm. be a teammate mm-hmm. you know be a helper um, yeah not just uh you know have a bad attitude which I can well, I mean, you, will, bored. Find it,
1: you so. will find that in montessori classrooms that you know children are mentor they, exactly. they they don't necessarily assign themselves so, i mean we don't assign them but the children know who are who's really good at what Right. And, right. and so they will seek out that person, and they're allowed to and encouraged to seek out someone. And I may say, "Oh, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm busy right now showing this lesson to so and so. Can you please go and ask so and so over there?"
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. No, <laughs> I, I when people were ready to goof off, they found me in school. That was I was like the, the you know king of goofing <laughs> off. So that's, <laughs> the teacher did not send people to me, Lataniel.
1: <laughs> but, but she maybe had you start the game at recess.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, she also, I was first in line to get swatted in Catholic school too. So sister, sister Barbara Ann, I'll never forget. I, no, I'm good. I don't need to go see her um, too many times. Uh, we were like b f s It's not a good thing. Um <laughs> Well, so this is great because I could see your passion in it, right? I mean, you like perked up, not that you didn't before, but you're like, okay, oh yeah, Montessori, let me roll up my sleeves, let me tell you about what we do and how it affects lives and and, and mm-hmm. how you get to participate in this learning, which is so fun to see the light bulbs go off in, in kids, right? I mean, even ourselves, right? Oh my gosh, little Tommy taught me something today. Never would have, mm-hmm. you know, you do, we don't go into the day necessarily as adults thinking that, but our children teach us so much more if we're willing to receive it.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. That as me and myself as an educator, absolutely. I do learn more from them than I think that I give them. So I love it. Love it. Yeah,
0: love it. That's cool. <laughs> okay. So you, you know, shifting gears here a little bit, um, but it all ties together is that you left your Montessori teaching position. Mm-hmm. And I remember um you kind of being a little concerned about how to go about that, which, Hey, if you're working at a place for so long or you have relationships or, you know, how it's mm-hmm. going to be received, of course, there's going to be some um, trepidation or, or some, you know, um, concern. But you took the step. You mm-hmm. took the leap. Tell us about that conversation. How did you prepare for that conversation? How did you have that exiting conversation? And, and where did you go from there?
1: Um. So what what I what happened was is that I was lamenting at lunch (laughs) about not being happy in my space. Mm -hmm. And um, a coworker came in to use the microwave (laughs) because my classroom was set up very cozy. (laughs) Um, So she came in to use the microwave and um, we um, at the place where I work and it's not where I worked, Um, it, it isn't for the lack thereof, but the Montessori community doesn't have a lot of people of color represented in it, um, as educators, leaders, and trainers it's definitely a growing space. And, um, um, so when there are other people of color, we gravitate to each other, you know, like the book, why are all the black kids sitting together at the cafeteria? It's because we need to relate, you know? So she. He and I were talking and I was like, you know, we really need to t- have lunch and talk. And um, I do not recall exactly what happened, but we shared that we both wanted to leave this place and start a school. And so um, as I had alluded to previously, the last year was very difficult for everyone, mm-hmm. um, But in regards to speaking to my journey i had a lot of um, issues it it just was so much in my face that i couldn't ignore it um there was a lot of racial problems that i was experiencing in the workspace and it was very hard for me to swallow because i had been serving at that school for a very long time and i felt that i had earned my stripes i felt that i had earned the risk some respect and, um, that was not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, I just was ready to, 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 to leave. And what ended up happening was she and I started meeting and, um, having lunch together. Love it. And, um, she told me about, um, wildflower Montessori schools, uh, wildflower foundation, uh, I'm sorry, I'm losing the word. Uh, Wildflower. It's a foundation. Wildflower foundation. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, I was like, "Whoa, what's that?" I'm gonna look it up.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: she and I. She sent me a link because um, she's very tech savvy, and so she <laughs> sends me a link. And I was like, "Okay, great." So I look up, look it up. And so then this started over a year ago. We were still working um, in the classroom and. We were just kind of behind the scenes working on, they also have like um, a very Montessori approach to things. So we had to complete um, these albums at that the, where we discovered our our journey, our vision, what, what, what do we want to see happen? How can we impact the community? And it was all these questions that made us think about why even do this journey before we actually signed on, because we just yeah. recently signed on um it but for a year we were literally just trying to figure out what are we doing and um i i went in for my evaluation and um i was what i learned later gaslighted at my evaluation and i left my evaluation in tears mm. Um. Actually, no. I came back to my my classroom, and I I had been um doing a class called Embracing Equity, and as I'm listening to one of the lectures that was assigned for me because I had homework to do. So during my breaks, I would do schoolwork <laughs> for myself. Um, and I was listening to one of the lectures, and as I'm listening to the lecture, my co teacher, who I was very fond of, um, she started to tell me. Wow, Latanya, they do that to you here. Oh, they do that to you here. And as she's telling me this, that's when I started to cry because I was holding myself together. I was very upset after I left that meeting, but I put on my mask so that no one knew how upset I was. And as I start to cry, she looks at me and she says, you, shouldn't, you probably shouldn't listen to that right now. But I had already had my um, resignation letter with me. I had written it the week before mm-hmm. but
0: interesting timing, just all this coming together so mm-hmm.
1: but i was afraid i still wasn't sure i still was not ready mm-hmm. but i i i tell people i'm like god told me he 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 just was like clearly i have to kick you in your behind for you to <laughs> that's what listen. i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> clearly i have to kick you you know <laughs> right <laughs> he pushed me right over the ledge. Um, that, that meeting, after I, after I pulled myself together, I went into the principal's office and I politely slid him my letter and told him that I would not be returning. And um, he asked, um, why uh, you know, why and what am I planning on doing? And honestly, I didn't feel comfortable telling him what it was that mm-hmm. I was planning on doing. And so I just basically told him that I was following my dreams. And that was how I left that. And um, <laughs> I left the meeting and I went back to my room, my, my classroom, because i was still working hours. And right, right. I breathed the deepest sigh of relief that I had ever felt. And I knew it was the right thing to do. All right. I knew it was the right thing to do. And I haven't looked back, which surprisingly, and that wasn't the first time I've left. I've left the school before, but I came back three days later. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It sounded like
0: mine, I'm sure not for the same reason, but I was in high school one time, well, actually about four or five times I had to leave for three days, but that was called suspension. (laughs) Back to the goofing off point.
1: (laughs) I know that wasn't your reason. But I, but I felt um, that what I, in my reflection, the first time that I had resigned my teaching position there, I went and I taught at a, a traditional school for a couple of days, literally. Oh. Um, and um, this time I'm leaving not to try and fit in a different box that I'm not supposed to be in, but this time I'm leaving to do me, to do exactly yeah. what I love, to do exactly who I am. I'm not a traditional educator that I just don't buy into that. Um, but this time I'm leaving and I'm leaving to, to do what I am to do. Right. Calling Mm -hmm. purpose.
0: So, you know, your purpose now and you're living it out. You're already loving it. You're in a different season. You're not actually executing on it because you haven't launched what you're launching yet, Mm -hmm. but you're working (laughs) diligently towards that. And the Bible says that diligent will prosper. So praying that prosperity for you, um, in your purpose. So what's tell us what's next, my friend? I mean, what what did you decide to do? We kind of got the little tee it up. Now we get hit the golf yeah. ball off the tee. <laughs> what are you and your friend and your your uh, your partner and your teammate? What are you guys doing now?
1: So um, I, I, I mentioned it just recently, but um, we have joined Wildflower Schools, and okay. it is um, a a group of. Micro schools, so they're small schools, no more than three okay. classrooms, um, and they're Montessori private. They can be any ent- any type of entity because the the one kind of misnomer about Montessori is that it's uh, a Catholic thing, and it's absolutely not. It's actually, um, there are parochial Montessori schools, mm-hmm. but there's also um charter schools, which is where I have been in the in the field of charter. Um, okay, when I. Um, be prior to living here in Florida, I taught at a, um, what would be kind of considered a magnet program, but a Montessori public school, um, in North Carolina. There are also, um, oh yeah, those are the, the charter public and private. Okay. Um, so we are, um, a part of the private, um, sector of, my, um, wildflower Montessori School, So we'll be an independent school and, um, It will be a micro school. So we will have two classrooms to begin with. We will have one classroom for three to six year olds. So that's the primary age. And then one classroom for what we call lower elementary, which is first, second and third grade. And then we are looking to in the future add upper elementary one classroom of nine um, to 12 year olds, which is fourth, fifth and sixth grade. And then we will. our, Our plan is to stop. So wildflower schools are really, really cool and very unique schools. They started up in like um, Massachusetts area. And um, imagine, I always liken it to this. You remember when you're little, you, plick, you pluck the dandelion out of the grass <laughs> when, the, when their heads were white and fluffy. Yeah. Yep. And you blow them and they float away. One seedling school starts. And then from that seedling, other seedlings are are sparse. So you, essentially we are encouraging each other. It's a network of teacher leaders helping other teacher leaders to start other micro Montessori wildflower schools. And so um, we do not have any wildflower, currently do not have any other wildflower schools in Florida. Um, but recently um, my partner and I, um, we're put in touch with because we're all networked um through our um operations managers or operations directors, whichever the title they feel that day <laughs> um but they it's it's a teal organization, so it's not like it's not like you do what mastermind says do it is everybody is here and everyone is equal, and you operate how you see fit within the seven principles of wildflower. However that looks for you is how it looks for you. Um, So there is another wildflower school that is opening in Amelia Island, which um, mm -hmm. uh, is up north somewhere. I don't exactly know where it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a teacher leader there working on opening a school. Um, Hers is called Rain Lily Montessori. Mm -hmm. It's really, really very beautiful. All of our Montessori schools um, within the Wildflower Network, are some type of Wildflower name, for the most part. And so, um, when you have um, several or a, a cluster of Montessori school Wildflower Montessori schools, you're considered a hub. And so, right now, my partner and I are the emerging hub, is what we've been our name. So we are the emerging <laughs> hub. We're getting this started. Yes. <laughs> um, having to. Um, kind of stumble our way through some things, <laughs> mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions and, um, you know, definitely running into some, some places of unknowing because I am an educator by trade and I am not a business person. I am learning to, I'm learning the business and what's wonderful about having two teacher leaders, which Wildflower was genius. Um, mm-hmm. one of the people, one of your teacher leaders must be Montessori trained again hmm. why would you be montessori school without being a montessori trained Sounds like a cool name <laughs> yeah right like oh i want to be that i yeah. wanted to call doctor too but you know <laughs> good point <laughs> um so um the my partner and i i'm the montessori and she actually comes from the business world and she has transitioned go. into education and so she worked finance. So it's the what? perfect kind of marriage yes. to start this school. And that's why I'm saying like, God has totally made this happen. Um, has been doing things along the lines to prepare me to be ready for something like this. And, um, he, sh- he brought her to me, <laughs> you know, she's mm-hmm. only been, um, uh, in my circle for three years. And, um, that has been wonderful. So she is, teaching me, um, the business and finance, and I am teaching her the Montessori. And so that's wonderful. it's been wonderful.
0: I love yeah. it. I love the, um, the old saying, uh, or the saying I've heard many times that, uh, God calls the unqualified, but he qualifies the called. And again, that's a journey, right? That's not overnight. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's over time and yet mm. also the word you know when when the disciples would go out to to um, you know talk to people by Jesus they would go out two by two so here you are mm. two by two going mm. out never alone quote unquote, you know per se and also have aligning or complementary gifts and strengths mm-hmm. that undergird this whole thing and the cool thing is again the finance piece hello love it or leave <laughs> it like it or not money is a tool to get this done and so here you are. You got someone that can help you with that. So go, God, go. And you get to experience great joy.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and
0: right. Yes. So, um, Oh,
1: so cool. I forgot to tell you, um, um, uh, Brian, that, um, the reason why we chose <clears throat> the structure of our school, because some yeah. of the wildfire schools are strictly primary schools or strictly elementary schools. We chose okay. the structure of our, of our, of our school because, um, my partner and I both have children. And so, um the 3 to 6 classroom will be for my our younger children cuz she has one son so okay. our son will be in that little in the primary classroom and then my oldest son will be in the next classroom oh so my gosh, love it, it. It. yeah so like part of my drive was that I wanted my sons to have um equity um equality a safe space to be who, who they are. Um, and one of our pillars at, at our school, which we have named Blazing Stars Montessori School, which is a native wildflower to Florida. I love it. Um, I love
0: it. I didn't even know uh, that beforehand and I love the name already and now I get the backstory.
1: Mm-hmm. And even more so, there's more even to even just the name and why we chose it. but. Um, our boys will be at our school and one of our pillars that we want to make make sure that we know for the community purposes, we are going to have a special programming around the education of boys because boys need something different in a classroom setting than yes. girls. Um, yep. and. A lot of times our boys are just considered, oh, they're ADHD, or oh, they they just can't sit or oh they're bad or whatever it is. But the reality is is that school isn't structured for little boys. (laughs) It's just not, you know. Um they need more out they need Mm -hmm. more outside time, more hands-on stuff, building things, breaking things. (laughs) Like all of that is a part of it. That's genuinely a part of it. Breaking things is a part of their learning, and so we will have some of that happen. Let's
0: deconstruct that quickly. <laughs> you know, so. Um,
1: but the also with blazing star is the name of the school. It's a native wildflower to Florida, but the um, indigenous peoples that lived here in our area used it for medicinal purposes um, to heal and to um, treat diseases, and. Come on. Um, uh that, that was one of the other reasons because some of the diseases that it treated was um, symptoms of cancer. And uh, my mother and my grandmother passed away from cancer. And so that was very important to me. And the flower is purple, which was my mother's favorite color. Oh, my gosh. Come so, on, Latanya. Yeah. So we chose <laughs> that for that reason.
0: And it's regal. <laughs> there's royalty, right? The purple is a royal, um, and again, if you're a faith, and there's a royal priesthood. I mean, I can go on. I can tag on this mm-hmm. with you you want. <laughs> um, so very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I think about um, there's something I going to tell you, you know, this may be for somebody out there, just the fact that um, it's not done in a vacuum and it's not done in a day, you know, and there's, there's, there, there's things that are going on behind the scenes here that we would never put together on our own, but yet God is orchestrating it. And we get to look back and go, wow. And the cool thing I think it is, it's a catapult or a platform um, to what's next mm-hmm. and and who knows what that's going to be but now we have there's like a if you talk about equity you know there's like a, like an equity there's a belief there's a trust there's a relationship and that we can follow a leader that has given us you know reason to follow and so mm-hmm. anyway I'm just going on and on there's so many great messages that come from this which is why I wanted to have a conversation with you in this format <laughs> to encourage folks that are listening to uh, go out and know find out the purpose discover it or maybe recover it uh, mm. begin to live it out. Doesn't mean live it out in its final form, but over time, living it out, taking those steps. And then when you know it and live it, you're going to love it because that's mm. why you're made. It's how you're made. You're called that. Uh, that's your purpose. And I say like a hammer makes a horrible, um, you know, shovel, but it makes it <laughs> great. Well, hammer, right. You can mm-hmm. dig a hole with a shovel or with a hammer. It just gonna gonna take a long time. It's not gonna be the best hole and you can hammer a nail with a shovel, but you might end up injuring somebody or yourself in the process. Mm -hmm. what they're meant to be is to dig a hole and to hammer a nail. And so you're doing that. And so I'm so proud of you and thankful that we got to meet and have this conversation. So preach on. Uh, Well,
1: another awesome, really amazing thing about um, Blazing Stars and Wildflower is that there's, the schools are also structured to provide Montessori education to those that can't typically afford it. Yes. So um, our school um, will have a uh, we, we will have a population of children who are at or below the poverty line um, that will be able to attend our school because we're going to be accepting scholarships we're going to be accept, accepting vouchers we're going to be building in pr- ways for children to attend our schools and and receive really good education at a rate in which they can afford and um so that's a, another one of our like, Major things is that we're hoping to bring equity not just a racial equity but also social economics you know everybody's child deserves to have a safe, happy educational experience, and so that's what blazing stars will um absolutely be a part of and and people who are you know say because some people think that Montessori is only for the elite and it just really is not true at all and um, but we we need to have a good mix of children like that because that's 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 how we learn from each other that's how we make this place that's so broken a better place by integrating yes together because they the elite have something to learn from us little poor people you
0: know well, and yeah <laughs> i'm excited for you i just thought about it. even our little creative for good works group we had um you know white black latin male mm-hmm. female younger older kids no i mean even in like a group of like what do we have eight or something and, and yet yeah, that needs to be celebrated <laughs> and integrated and let's go out and take the hill together man um and let's go have fun while while we're doing it too um, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about one thing oh my gosh we could be on this forever and um, you know we've been doing this for what now three hours I look at the Just <laughs> Um, is that one of the things I thought about earlier what you said that you had a little bit of, of mommy guilt when mm-hmm. you went to do something for your yourself you called it you're doing it for yourself but I don't see it that way and I know you don't now you, you did was you went and watered a seed that it implanted. you went and mm-hmm. took care of yourself you know and now you get to bring your boys with you. So you will more than redeem that time.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that really struck me as something like, oh, my gosh, you invested time. You sacrifice earlier to invest into the future. Mm-hmm. So well done.
1: Well, Which done. is also why my children are not home with me right now. I send my okay. children to daycare to school. Mm. Um 'Cause this is not my time to be with my children. Cause obviously I could homeschool my children, no problem. Right. Right. Save myself some money, right? But yeah. that's not what this time is for. This time is is my investment in them future term. So yes. yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Love it. Um okay. So I think we got a lot of, and this is great, Latanya. Thank you so much. Um what advice, we're going to do two things. Well, I'm going to ask you for what advice would you give to people that are kind of kicking the can down the street? And similar mm-hmm. to what I did and similar to what you have done and, and you shared uh, about their dream, about their purpose, about just even next steps, whatever the next step or next steps is to be. What advice would you give those people right now as we close about, um, about their vision, about the mission they have and the goals they have? What, what advice would you give them to go for it?
1: Well, first off, I, I promise you this is not necessarily a ploy for creative for good works, but that was what I needed. I needed to take some time to self-reflect um, and I needed other people to say, hey, I don't have an answer for you, but God does. Mm-hmm. And here mm-hmm. are okay. some of the, because remember I said, I'm I'm not religious per se. And, and mm-hmm. I went to Catholic school my whole life, but I surely cannot go. Ah. Bible verses, per se, (laughs) but um, I I needed the Bryans to say, well, right here it says in the Bible. my favorite one was... those action words, remember I told you that all of those words were action words at um, in the section of the book at the beginning where you're standing at the crosswords and you have to look mm-hmm. and you have to listen and then you have to act and I was like, "Oh, listen <laughs> at those verbs <laughs> um, my my advice is that to go to the creative for good works, invest in you and then um trust you have to at some point trust that it will all work out and if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, then it will be easy. It won't be hard um, because mm-hmm. after leaving my career, my after leaving the workforce, after having gone for my bachelor's degree and my master's degree, I spent all this time educating myself and working for 16 years, um, I wasn't sure what to do, but I left and then all kinds of things started to happen for me. I was selected to speak at the American Montessori Society Conference this year, which is a big deal. It's where all the Montessorians kind of converge and learn from each other and grow and hmm. network right. and yes. build. I was selected to speak and I was not anticipating that. And I'm doing something like this. I'm actually speaking about how I found my voice. and. Um, am now ready to croak it's called um, the frog who found her voice and croaked her own pond so i'm ready to croak about my pond ribbit 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 <laughs> <laughs> croak on <laughs> so Ooh, i is, know i, I did that and then i've had several <laughs> interviews for positions that i'm not looking for and i'm um, increasing my um, my Uh, my footprint in um, helping other Montessori teachers. I'm training other Montessori teachers, and I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. And I'm happy and feeling fulfilled. And at the same time, I'm still scared about things. Definitely still scared about things, things that I do not, my unknowns. um, And I am comfortable in that, but you have to find that peace.
0: Oh my gosh, I mean, this is fantastic. And I think um, I'm thinking about your book that you'll be writing in the future. You can use the transcripts for this as a, as a lot of uh, a good starting place um, to get that written. So at least the chapters are definitely outlined already and there'll be more to come, right? So. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I'm so proud of you and so glad I can get to call you a friend and um, excited about what's next. So, there you go, folks. Wasn't that an exciting podcast with my good friend and fellow entrepreneur, Latanya Scott, taking Montessori to a whole new level on purpose and with passion, helping people to really grow and go in the purpose that God has given them? I hope you really enjoyed that and uh, look forward to getting you more information about how you can connect with Latanya and her Blazing Star School coming soon.